everybody. He's Freddy. She's Daphne. I'm Shaggy. No, wait. He's Scooby Dooby Doo. She's Velma. I'm the mystery machine. No, that ain't it either. This is Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. Drewster, how are you? Are we going Scooby Doo tonight? Where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We need some help from you. Scooby Dooby Doo! <laughs> That's pretty good, Ted. Where are we at? Episode 45, the Ed Shirokman episode? Are you kidding episode me? Episode 45, Shaggy? Like Scooby-Doo, where are you? Ooh, right right over here, Reggie. I only like the original, though. I don't like Scrappy-Doo and his cousin and all that BS. And I'm not a fan of the movies they made later, the live-action movies. Not a big fan of those either. It all got played out way too much. You know what I lo- loved about Scooby-Doo, like when it was on Saturday mornings? They would have, like, guest stars. Like the Harlem Globetrotters. Remember when the Harlem Globetrotters were on? What are you kids doing outside? <gasps> we're following footprints. What are you doing outside? We're following handprints. That was like an event for me. That was like, that's, oh, the Harlem Globetrotters. They had tons of guests uh, as the show went on. And then it, it merged off into like, what was it? The Laugh Olympics? <laughs> and then it had like the Scooby Doo's and the Really Rotten's and one other team, and they always did these Olympic events every week. I love the show. That's great, great Saturday morning. That was actually one of the shows that you, when you talked about at school with your with your schoolmates. That was one of my favorites. And Casey Kasem did the voice of Shaggy. He did. Did you know why they replaced him? I have no idea why they replaced him. No. Kasem became a vegetarian, and you know one of the plots to the whole thing was. <laughs> Shaggy eating all the, getting high and eating all the hamburgers. The eating yep. was a big thing yeah. of the show. Him and Scooby would eat like a hundred hamburgers or whatever. Well, Kasem became a, a vegetarian. He told the studio, I think Shaggy should stop eating all this bad food and meat and stuff. They really? Said, they said, dude, get over yourself. You're fired. Dude <laughs> <laughs> says, were you a big fan of Scooby-Doo when you were, when you were little? I was a huge fan of Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo taught me that if you smoke enough pot, your dog will talk to you and help you get snacks. Okay, Raggy. <laughs> I think we picked a good one for tonight. All right. With that, we should probably, uh, what do you say we do right now, Drew? Ted? What's that? I'm cooler than you are. So why don't you fix your little problem and light this candle? He's right. Light this candle. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Yeah, we better calm down. All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it like Scooby. Those meddling kids every week. You know, every week. It would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for those meddling kids. We would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for these meddling, 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 meddling kids. I bet that's what Zimmer should start his press conferences with. You know, we'd have won the game if it hadn't been for that meddling opponent. Now let's find out who these jokers really are. It's the owner of the Minnesota Vikings. And the coach and the trainer. So you were behind all the hocus pocus. Why? Look, it's no ghost. It's Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in that game, Ted? The McRib mystery. I don't know, man. The Vikings almost botched it, but they won. So 
What about the live show? Excellent job you did on the live show. I want to give a shout out to Christopher Gates too. He did a great job. Yeah, Chris Gates joined us. We, if, if you didn't see it, it's on our YouTube page. We did a, a live watch party. We did a pregame, the watch party. We did a quick post game after the fact. Had a lot of fun. Had a lot of people join us. And pretty much decided we're going to do it one more time before the end of the year, right? Yes. Okay. We, we haven't decided when. We'll, let, we'll make sure to let you guys know. We have to do another live one. That was too much fun, man. So pretty please with sugar on top. It was a lot of fun. But speaking of fun, we got a fun show tonight. We got uh, some Vikings and NFL news we're going to talk about. We've got the Drew question of the week. We got a hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy segment. Woo! We got our weekly preview. We got trivia. We got Jumo. We got Purple Kool-Aid. We got a whole, we got a ghostly buffet of a show this evening. And the mystery machine. So why don't we hop in the mystery machine and get Let's right it. to it? Well, this is Beach Boulevard. Let's hop in that mystery machine and the smoke will be billowing out the windows. Let's go. <laughs> okay, Raggy. All right. First bit of Vikings news. It's going to be a big blow to the Minnesota Vikings. It was reported that the Vikings placed running back Alexander Madison on the COVID-19 reserve list, and they claimed running back Wayne Gallman off waivers late the Atlanta Falcons. They also added special teams ace Dan Chisina and Kyle Hinton were all placed on the COVID list. Now. Normally, it's not a big deal. For a vaccinated player, you got a, two tests, I think, two consecutive tests in consecutive days, and you can come back to the facility or whatever. Alexander Madison is not vaccinated. So if you guys remember when Harrison Smith was placed on this list, he was out a minimum of 10 days. So Madison will be out for the Monday night game at Soldier Field against the Chicago Bears, Drew. Row, row. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. We are lucky that Dalvin Cook bounced back as quick as he did. Yeah. I mean, where would we be right now if Cook wasn't playing? It would be Wayne Gallman, possibly A.J. Rose. I remember doing a draft write-up on Wayne Gallman from Clemson. I was really impressed by that guy's tape. But what about Wang Chung? Let him start for a game. Gallman wasn't half bad. He was he was with Atlanta this year. He played sparingly for the Falcons before they cut him. Came in the league in 2017, spent four years with the Giants. Wow. 147 rushes, 682 yards, six touchdowns. And he had uh, 4.6 average. And he, he also caught uh, 21 passes out of the backfield. So might not be a decent late season pickup, but do you think this will hurt the Vikings? And we'll talk about it more as we get into our preview, but do you think, can the Vikings absorb this for the Monday night game? Sure. It's not going to be a default to the team and what, what direction they're going at all. I mean, you just look at how much work was Madison going to get. Yeah, you're right. I mean, what if Dalvin Cook gets hurt early in the game? And, and, you know, we've seen that before. He goes out early. And historically, Alexander Madison has played well in that role if he has to come in and take over for Dalvin Cook. He's rushed for a, over 100 yards several times. The Vikings are were undefe- – well, they're 2-1 in games where he started this year in place of an injured Dalvin Cook. So, yeah, that, that could be a factor. But I, I think as long as – I agree with what you said. As long as Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, it should be okay for the Vikings. Maybe they, they just like Wayne Gallman's experience. He's been in the league five years. He could probably pick up the blocking schemes because the Bears come at you from all directions. If you're a running back, you got to know how to pick up some blitzes if you're going to play the Chicago Bears. And maybe Gallman is, maybe the tape shows that he's really good at that. Maybe it's just an extra guy to have, give them a little bit more peace of mind. I'd be surprised if he got more than a couple touches. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect him to play a whole lot. I mean, maybe some third down situations. Kind of what I've, I was hoping they do for, for Wangu is they kind of get a package of half a dozen plays specifically designed for him. 
we'll see how it goes. But it looks like Alexander Madison will definitely be out the Chicago game. We'll see how it goes in, in, in the weeks, in the games coming ahead. Vikings will have Gallman at guard by the third series. <laughs> by the third series, they'll have Gallman at one guard and Freddie at the other one. <laughs> no, Scooby lining up in the in the slot. No oh, interference! Oh, the Phantom! Oh, so that's really kind of it for the Vikings news. There's really not a whole lot of other injury news we're, we're waiting to see as, as we get closer to the Chicago game. One of the things we're going to do in our, in our Facebook page of Gallhorn, you posted something I thought was pretty interesting. I want to talk about it. You said, Hey, kind of posed a question to the group. What are your surprises and disappointments for 2021 for the NFL season? It can be Vikings. It can be the NFL in total. What are a couple of your surprises and a couple of your disappointments, Drew? Probably disappointment has to be Trevor Lawrence and surprise has to be Mac Jones. If we're talking quarterback. Okay. I mean, look at Belichick. Look what he's doing over there. Talk yeah. about reload and get to go. And he had the one year without Brady, and everybody pointed the finger and said, yeah, see, it's you. That guy's so good. He's on bye week this week, and he picked up ground in the division. He did, yeah. So uh, that's probably a surprise. The Titans, without Derrick Henry, seem to be rolling along. I think Buffalo's got to be my – I picked those guys to go to the Super Bowl, and they just – their defense just sucks. That's probably a couple of my surprises. The Vikings I thought would be a little better than they are. I don't know, what are your major surprises? My biggest surprise is the Arizona Cardinals. I, at the end of last year, I think I said, hey, they're going to be sneaky good. And I, I thought they'd be definitely a wild card team. I didn't expect them to be 10 and 2, 13 weeks into the season, and the number one seed in the NFC. Hats off to Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, and, and the Arizona Cardinals. My other big surprise, I, you said the Tennessee Titans. You know, you look at the Tennessee Titans, you got Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback, and Derrick Henry is kind of like one of these old school. Adrian Peterson type running backs, 25, 30 carries a game. And that's not supposed to work in today's NFL. And then Derrick Henry got hurt. And lo and behold, look what the Titans have done. They've just gone on and, and kept chugging along even without Derrick Henry. That's That's been a big surprise to me. For me, the biggest disappointment is the Minnesota Vikings defense. I mean, they're actually worse than, than they were last year. And, and we both said they can't be any worse. They're going to have to be better than they were last year because you just can't simply be any worse. By God, they are 29th in the league, Ted. 29th. Golly, it's terrible. That's really giving up 381 yards a game. It's as terrible as Velma's wardrobe, man. There's a very logical explanation for all this. It's just awful. I broke my glasses again. (laughs) Again. Every episode, you broke your freaking glasses. Hey, my glasses. I can't see without them. They should be around here somewhere. I would think with as many times as Velma has broke her glasses, her health care ins- or her vision carrier provider insurance dropped her. She's probably paying $1,000 a month as much as she breaks her stinking glasses. It's unbelievable. Every time she broke her glasses, Shaggy fired up another doobie. <laughs> what about Shaggy, man? Come on. That dude was such a degenerate. You know how many bands I've been in with people like Shaggy, bro? How often do you think Shaggy bathed? Once a month? If that. <laughs> All right. We got about a month to go in the Viking season. We're going to do what we call the Vikings Pulse. Another month will be one year under. What are we doing for our year anniversary? Are we going like, to check like for $10 from YouTube or something? No, I don't think so. What are we going to YouTube gives us something, don't they? Do they? I don't know. Don't we get a royalty check or something? Yeah, like eight bucks. Don't spend it all in one place. You can get a McRib with that. So you get nothing. You lose 
Good day, sir. Yeah. <laughs> 11 grimaces chasing a big McRib. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of shot right by. What's the Vikings pulse? What are we sitting at with one month left? What the hell's going to happen with our team? I don't know. I honestly, you know, they got two games against Chicago. They got, they got the Rams at home, and then they got to go to Green Bay. They got the Monday night game at, at Soldier Field. They, they got the Rams at home. Then they go to Green Bay. Right now, that's scheduled to be a Sunday night game, depending on what else is going on in the league. That game could be flexed out into out of prime time, and they could substitute another game. But as it stands right now, the Vikings have two prime time games left out of their four, and they got two really good teams in Green Bay and the Rams. The other two games are the Bears. I don't know what to make of this team. I mean, we're 13 games in. You would think there'd be some definitive pattern. I don't know. Is there? Is there, Drew, a definitive pattern of this team? There isn't. And right now, if you ask me how many more of those games are we going to win, I don't know if it would be one or four. I mean, I really don't. They're not getting blown out of any games, but they're certainly not blowing anybody else out of any games. So They were until they weren't. I talked to our good friend Tony Bell, the machine. You know Mr. Tony Bell. I do. He said one. How many more games to win? One? Yeah. Jinkies, jinkies, jinkies. <sighs> oh, oh, raggy. Soldier's Field is like this twilight zone of weird for the Vikings. It just is. Right now, as it stands, the Vikings are 6-7. and seven. We talked about how many games they got left. Per the 538 NFL playoff odds, they got a 33% chance to make the playoffs. Doing a real quick calculation here, if they beat just, just the Bears game, if they beat Chicago on Monday night, that goes up to 48%, just in a vacuum by itself, not taking into consideration any other games. But then you've got the Rams and the Packers. Zoinks! 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 And then they finish at home with the Bears in the season finale. The Rams have kind of been slumping since they made all those trades. I mean, since they traded for Von Miller, I don't know if they've won a game. The Packers are still the Packers, and it's going to be in Lambeau, and it's going to be in January. It's going to be cold. I, I, I just kind of expected before the season began, the Vikings and Packers would split. They, the Vikings held serve at home. I agree with you. It could be one. It could be. It could be three, or it could be four. I mean, if if they run the table and go ten and seven, they're in the playoffs. Obviously, let's look at the playoff picture right now. You've got Arizona sitting at ten and two. You got Green Bay at ten and three. Tampa Bay ten and three. Dallas nine and four. Those are your division leaders. Your wild card teams. Right now, the Los Angeles Rams, 6-4, and four, San Francisco 49ers at 7-6, and six, and the artist formerly known as the Washington Redskins, Washington football team, is holding on to the number seven seed at 6-7. Six and seven. The Vikings, Eagles, Falcons, and Saints are also all 6-7, and seven, so they have a, a shot to win. Let's just say the Vikings somehow did get that last playoff spot. Well, they've lost to the Arizona Cardinals. they got to play Green Bay one more time. They barely beat them at home. I think they would get throttled by Tampa Bay on the road. They lost to the 49ers. They're not going to get anything there. Lost to the 49ers. Lost to the Dallas Cowboys at home when Dallas was playing Cooper Rush at, at their quarterback. And they got the Rams coming up. And so if they won't, they won't play Washington if they get the seventh seed. So even if the Vikings do make the playoffs, you're looking at teams the Vikings have lost to, probably will lose to, <laughs> and they have to do all of this on the road. Jeepers. 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 My Drew Bunning question of the week to you. Roll, roll, raggy. That's going to be my answer, too. We've talked about the final four games. We both are kind of unsettled, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. At six and seven, what will the Vikings' final record be, and will that be good enough to make the playoffs? Vikings' final record will be eight and nine. Okay. 
Who are you predicting wins against? I actually think they're going to win this game in Soldier Field. Okay. And I think they're going to win the end of the year. I get to sweep the Bears, and I think they're going to lose the two in between, the Lambeau and then the Rams game. Will that be good enough to make the playoffs? No. I mean, of course, I hope that whole scenario works out differently than what I just predicted. But, uh, you know, you look you look at that Lions loss, and you look at that missed kick in Arizona, and that's probably what you're going to – that's probably why you're not getting in. I think they're going to fall a little bit short. Yeah, I'd have to look at all the tiebreakers, but I think the Vikings, with the loss of the 49ers, they got the Rams coming up. The tiebreakers aren't aren't in their favor right now, I don't believe. The seventh playoff spot that the NFL started last year and they kind of put in permanently this year, a lot more teams are going a lot farther into the year thinking they got a shot at the playoffs. I think only, what, two or three teams have been officially eliminated from playoff contention. The Texans, the Jaguars, and 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 Detroit, I think, are the only three teams that are officially Right. Out of it, which is, I mean, if you're the NFL, you got to love the fact with all these, all this parody and all these teams that are close to 500. And I, you know, we talked about this earlier. I love wildcard weekend. They had last year, three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday, but you know, the seventh seed, I mean, you've got an average team getting into that, that final spot that has really no shot of making it in the, the seventh seed in either conference has no shot at the Super Bowl. Go ahead. I don't quote, think so. Quote me on that, but the NFL wants to do it and we all want more football and I think of the four games, if they're going to win any, it's going to be the two Bears games, and I'm still leery about the about the Soldier Field game. I would think that their, their two best chances of winning are the, are the two Bears game. I'm skeptical about Soldier Field just because so many weird things happen every single year up there that it just – I can't put any faith in the Vikings winning that game. Look, it's that Goonie ghost from outer space. Jumping jelly beans, there's a whole army of them. Yeah, and I'm going to show them a good old army maneuver. Retreat! Well, if you go in with Vegas, those are the two games that we have to do have the best chance of winning. Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet, and we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. That does it for our Vikings news and information and the pulse of the Vikings. We're going to need a defibrillator, and the ambulance is going 65 miles an hour. To the, to the hospital, and then everybody's clear. Bam! And then the Vikings are going, we'll see. Come on, Zimmer. Zimmer McPoopy Pants. Get this team into shape. Get them into shape. Let's see what we got in the last month of the season. All right. It's time for hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy segment. Ba-ba-da-ba! Yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> fantasy segment! Ba-da-da-da! Fantasy! That was Aldo Nova, I believe. <laughs> oh! Yeah, Ted yeah. Lover with the there great you go. Wow. That was the actual, believe it or not, the very first video I ever saw when we got MTV, when we got cable and we got MTV, was that song by Aldo Nova. I remember it started off, they landed on like a hell, they came down on like a helicopter or something, remember? And the dude came out with the guitar and it shot a laser or something like that. You remember what I'm talking about? I was like, holy crap, MTV is like the coolest thing ever. And that's all I watched for like the next two years of MTV. That's all the video. They had that. They had the Asia one on. Then they had the ZZ Top one on, all in sequence. Over and they, and over had, they had one from uh, Yes, Leave It. And they had like 25 different versions of it too. And then MTV, they're still on the air, but they quit playing videos like 22 years ago. So whatever. Life is just a fantasy. You can have your fantasy. <laughs> Aldo, <laughs> Aldo Novus. All right. So speaking of fantasy, your fantasy team won, Drew. 
You now have five wins on the year. I've got five wins. Toons, you are right behind with four wins. Dude, my picks were sorry about a month ago, and you've picked up the sorry ball and started running oh. with it. <laughs> you're, dude, you're like Eldo Nova lately. I'm like, I'm like the, the, the bad, bad guy in Scooby-Doo. Like, I can't even... I can't even haunt. I can't even haunt the old house properly. That's terrible. It's terrible. Edward G. Robinson, the yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> and some bad news: we once again lost the Vikings update. We have dropped to six and eight on the year. No more wiggle room, Ted. No, we gotta we gotta run the table to beat them. We're six and eight. There's what four weeks left. We got our work cut out for. It was close this week. We lost by like five points, but yeah. uh, loss is still loss. Even if it's hanging off the ass of a cow, you know how that goes. Yeah, but. Five people picked my teams. Let's get their names up there. Yeah, here we'll show you this week's winners. And we didn't have a whole lot of people. And so what we need to tell you right now, so the next time we do this, and we, we could have done a better job advertising this, but what we'll do the next time we do a live watch, Ruby will, will do a post on our YouTube page, and it'll be under the community section on YouTube. And she'll tell you, hey, this is Drew's team. This is Ted's team. This is her team. And, and in that post, in the comments below that post, go ahead and put your fantasy team selection there and and we'll count them that way but be that as it may we'll do a better job of advertising that the next time we do this but those are this week's winners and here are the overall standings gmac has eight and andrew erickson got a win picking my team he's up to seven and we got a big cluster after that with people at six so wide open it's still a wide open race keep putting your votes in if you haven't started playing it's too late you can't catch up for those of you that have played you do know the rules. We're picking one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, tight end, standard PPR format. Drew, since you won last week, why don't you go ahead and give us your team for this week? Dun, 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 dun. Where are you? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I did a lot of research on my team. When you see it, you're going to say, that's not a very sexy team, but it's going to win. My quarterback is Justin Fields with the Bears. Now, my running back, I am taking Deontay Foreman way out on a limb. I have some good running backs to use, but I'm going to try Deontay Foreman of the Titans. I'll probably fall on my face, but I think that's going to come through. My first wide receiver is Jalen Waddle of the Dolphins. My second wide receiver is Brandon Cooks of the Texans. My tight end is CJ Uzoma from the Bengals. Okay. Ruby, would you like to give your fantasy team next? This week, I have Ryan Tannehill, Leonard Fournette, Devontae Parker, who is finally back from injury, T. Higgins, and... But Drew, that's a pretty good team. Drew, you got a pretty good team. Mm. But but let's, let's announce the team that I feel is going to win this week. That would be Team Ted. You have to at least say one of the names like Scooby, but the other four you can say regular. My quarterback, Russell Wilson. <laughs> My running back is... Raggy, wide receiver, is uh, me and Julio Jones down by the schoolyard. <laughs> I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going. My other wide receiver is also Jalen Waddle from the Miami Dolphins. Copycat. And my tight end is Dallas Goddard of the Philadelphia Eagles. Scooby Dooby Doo! <laughs>
in, in the comments below this this show on our YouTube comments, not on our Facebook page, not on Twitter. Team Ted, Team Drew, Team Tunces. If you pick the correct team, you get a point. Again, if you have the most points at the end of the year, you get those two really cool prizes: the set of the Viking cards, Minnesota Vikings trading cards in that frame, and the flask, the alcohol flask from like the early 1970s, which is really really cool. Those are your two prizes. That takes care of our fantasy segment. We're getting the radio dial tuned up, and I think Robert W. Farnsworth is ready to go to introduce our preview segment for the for the Bears this week. Hello, everybody. Robert W. Farnsworth here. This week, our resurgent purple head to Chicago, the Windy City, the second city aboard the Twin City Suffer to take on the Chicago Bears and the dastardly head coach Matt Nagy, a city where Mr. and Mrs. Farnsworth honeymooned so many years ago. Will the Minnesota Vikings come back with a successful bear hunt, or will they be more? We'll find out. him rolling 20 nothing until he calls an audible and Todd Scott the man to replace Joey Browner picks it off and goes into the end zone 35 yards the Vikings and the toss to McKinnon good blocking McKinnon on his way Amukamara couldn't get him Fuller is too late touchdown Minnesota oh the Vikings head to Chicago on Monday night football the six and they're six and seven they face the four and nine Chicago Bears Ooh. Drew and I will move off to the side, and Ruby's going to put up our preview chart that we use as our kind of our tribute to the NFL today. I love this board, Ted. I do, too. It's really good. And, and as always, we start with the quarterback position. Drewster, why don't you go ahead and get the ball rolling? Fields is pretty dangerous with his legs. Running ability is really off the chart. Still going through a lot of learning pains, Ted. Mixing a lot of rook dog mistakes. Cousins last year at Soldier Field was 25 at 36 for 302 touchdowns. 302 touchdowns? No, 300 yards <laughs> and two touchdowns. 300 touchdowns, that would have been a record, Ted. That would have been awesome. That would have been a good game. I probably will not be giving Cousins any more checks compared to Fields after Fields figures it out because he's, I think he's going to be pretty good. But for this game, I think Fields is going to make some mistakes, and I'm hoping Cousins bounces back. Right at the, how they stand right now, as quarterbacks in this league, just because Fields is a rookie, I'm going to give my check mark to Cousins and the Vikings. Yeah, I'm giving my check to, to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings as well. I, oh, wait, wait. Scooby Snacks. You see up there? We got Snoop. Scooby oh, yeah. And, and we're not doing the normal check. We're giving our, we're, this week, we're giving away Scooby Snacks. We're giving our Scooby Snack to, to Kirk. I'm a big Justin Fields fan. I really, if you go back and watch our live draft show, there was like a five or 10 minute window where I thought the Vikings might get him. And then my hopes were crushed. You got to stop with the Fields love. It's over. He's gone, Ted. My point is, I think he's going to be a good quarterback. He's just, he's not in a very good situation in Chicago right now. The Bears are last in the NFL in passing. He, he just is not very accurate. He he's, doesn't have an offensive line that protects him. What he does much better than Kirk is he can get out of pressure and make something out of nothing with his feet. And that really scares me at home on Monday night against the Vikings. Um, but overall, yes, I give the Scooby Snack to Kirk here. Running game. The Bears are seventh in the NFL in rushing yards, which is better than the Vikings. 
we talked about Alexander Madison is going to be out Monday night. That's going to put a little bit of a crimp in the Vikings running game. If Dalvin Cook gets hurt, it could be a lot more significant. When you add the game is outdoors, it's on natural grass. The, the running ability of Justin Fields that we just talked about, I'm going to give the running game Scooby Snack to the Chicago Bears here. Are you? I am. Yes. Both, both defenses pretty much suck against the run. Yeah. They're in the back 20s. I think Bears are 24th. The Vikings are 27th, I think it is. But it's the cook factor, Ted. You mentioned the Bears are 7th overall in rushing. I don't know how from what I saw last Sunday night with that game that Montgomery didn't look very special at all. They weren't doing anything really on the ground. He had, what was it, I think almost 50 yards in the first quarter, and then I don't think they gave him the ball but two or three more times after that. I, I, didn't, I didn't get yeah, that at all. Yeah, he had 38 yards in the first quarter. He had a 20-yard run and, and some other runs, and then he had three or four yards the rest of the game. He was one-yard run. Yeah. He was the master of the one-yard run. I, I think both teams have poor rushing defenses. I'm giving my, my Scooby stack to the Vikings because of Cook. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Cook's the best running back on the field. I, I just Vikings just don't play very well. In prime time, outdoors on grass. That's the only reason I'm giving it to Chicago for this game. Remember, we say it's for this particular game. Right. And another reason you probably have a, a point on me over that is you have to factor in Fields is rushing. Cousins yeah. isn't going to get any rushing, and Fields no. will. So I think if you add will. it, and that all adds into the running game, technically. Yeah. So technically, yeah. the Scooby Snack is properly placed by you, probably. All right. Receiving game. Drewster? Wide receivers all the way go to the Vikings. Big yep. Scooby Snack. Big Scooby Not one of those little Scooby Snacks. Big Scooby Snack to the Vikings. Not one, but two Scooby Snacks. They, got, <laughs> they clearly have the better weapons when you go wide out, even tight end. Your buddy Cole Kmet, not impressive to me. The Bears are actually last in pass offense. You might even have mentioned that. They have the yeah. worst pass offense in the league. Last, like 32nd. Yeah. So if they don't move the ball on the ground, they're not moving it in the air. They have a tough time generating points. And I think the Vikings wide receivers and tight end, clear favorite receiving game. You know, Darnell Moody's put up some good numbers for the Bears this year, and I don't know what the deal is with Allen Robinson the second. I, if, if Fields just doesn't trust him, doesn't see him in the field, because there were times watching that Sunday night game against Green Bay where it looked like Robinson was wide open. And yeah. it, it kind of reminded me of, of Kirk with Stephon Diggs, just not throwing to Diggs when Diggs was wide open downfield. So I, I'm not sure what the, what the thing is there, but, yeah, I, I, give, I give the – Double Scooby Snack to the Vikings on this one. <laughs> Offensive line. Since the Vikings put Garrett Bradbury back in at center and moved Mason Cole to right guard, I think the Vikings might have found something. I, I The offensive line has is, is been solid in pass protection. Cook ran for over 200 yards against Pittsburgh. The running game is is kind of resurgent. I, I hope Christian Derrissaw can come back. If he can come back, I think that's going to be a, a huge asset for the Vikings. I'm going to give the I'm going to give the offensive line Scooby Snack to the Vikings. Against Robert Quinn, better hope he's back. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know yeah. Peters got hurt against a team from Wisconsin, their left tackle, and they brought in Tevin Jenkins, who I did a really, who I was really high on in the draft. He struggled over there at left tackle. I don't know if Peters is going to be ready. I don't know if you have the injury list in front of you. I don't know if he's going to be back for this Sunday. That would be really a disadvantage for the Bears if they lost Peters. I think he's their best offensive lineman. The Bears have allowed 42 sacks on the season. And the Vikings have only allowed 18. Doubled up numbers right there, Ted. I'm not sure what the Bears' PFF numbers are, nor do I even care, because I don't do the analytics thing. All I know is the Vikings are getting my check mark for the offensive line with Peters out. What about defensive line? Blackson, especially Robert Quinn. Guy has 14 sacks in the season. Are you kidding me? 14? 
That guy is a monster and a savage over there in the end. The bike Vikings better keep track of where he's at. Is Hicks coming back? I don't know. He he's hurt. I I haven't seen anything on Hicks. Same with Mario Edwards. He was he was hobbled going into that Packers game as well. Well, they were talking about Hicks playing against the Packers last Sunday night because he said it's probably my last game here. It means he's going to leave at the end of the season. I mean, if he was thinking about playing that game, that means he's close. Without yeah. Hicks, I give the Vikings the check mark because here's the deal with the defensive line. The reason the Bears are 24th in rush defense isn't because of runs on the perimeter. Their linebackers, Roquan Smith, Quinn, those guys can get outside and stop the perimeter runs. They are soft in the middle. That's why they struggle against the run. I think the Vikings are better up the middle defensively against the run now that Pierce is back. And that's why I'm giving them the check mark. Simply for that fact that I think the Bears, the Vikings are better than the Bears on the interior of the defensive line. Brother, you're reading my mind. That is exactly why I'm giving the Vikings the Scooby Snack here because they're getting healthier. Michael Pierce is back. He's next to Dalvin Tomlinson. Anthony Barr is back. And I thought they had a, an appreciably better run defense against Pittsburgh for a majority of the game than we have seen in recent weeks. So I think the Vikings are getting healthier. The Bears are hobbled everywhere. So I, I give it I give it to the Vikings as well. For linebackers, kind of the same reasoning as I have with the defensive line. Anthony Barr's back. He's he's getting healthy. Blake Lynch has played well, although he was out. Eric Hendricks is still playing well. The Bears are just hammered with injuries there. Danny Trevathan and Cleo Mack are both out. I give the Scooby Snack to the Vikings there. Those two injuries are probably why I'm giving the uh, Scooby Snack to the Vikings also. This, is a, this was a tough, tough uh, research for me. These, these groups were really close. We had, Roquan Smith and Ogletree are two really good linebackers. They are. They're athletic and fast. But like I just said, up the middle, I think, is where you attack the Bears. I like the game that Barr and EK54 played against the Steelers. I really do. Combined 20 tackles, a sack, three tackles for loss, and two quarterback hits combined between those two. I think that was their best game of the season. Even yeah. though there was a big run by the Steelers at the end, I still think the Vikings were pursuing the ball very well. It's very close positionally, but I'm giving the Vikings a check mark. What about for the secondary? I'm sorry, the Scooby Snack. Okay. <laughs> I can't do it as well as you, and I won't even try. DeAndre Houston Carson broke his leg, Ted, or his arm. Arm, leg, I don't know. He broke something. He's out. Detailed analysis, folks. You don't get this anywhere else. He broke something, Ted, and it was a snapping event. He broke his arm. He's out. <laughs> the Bears are still number eight in pass defense this year which isn't too shoddy, but the Vikings have faced some good pass defenses in the last month. I still think they're a tad stronger at corner than the Vikings are with uh, Artie Burns and Jay Johnson. I think Jay Johnson's going to be a fantastic corner. He had a great game against Devontae Adams until he didn't. Gibson and Eddie Jackson as the safeties are decent safeties. How are the Vikings 25th versus the pass when they have 41 friggin' sacks? You Tell me that. That's my Ted question of the day. Did you see Bashad Breeland play Thursday night? I mean, he had the interception. Other than that, he was terrible. Did you see uh, Chris Boyd play Thursday oh. night? Oh. I mean, that's why right there, brother. They're terrible. They're, they're, they're secondary. Other than Harrison Smith. For a team that puts as much pressure on the quarterback as the Vikings, they do. The corner should be better. Chicago gets my Scooby snack for the secondary. Yeah. Uh, the Bears are only eighth in yards given up through the, through the air. They've had some injuries back there, like you mentioned. But overall, it's a pretty solid unit. I think the Vikings are still going to be able to get yards. I think they're going to be able to get theirs. Uh, K.J. Osborne's kind of had a good game against the Steelers. Justin Jefferson's Justin Jefferson. But I still give the, the Scooby Snack to the Bears there. Red zone. I'm going to give the check mark. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to give the Scooby Snack to the, uh, to the Vikings. The Vikings are sixth in the NFL in red zone offense, although they're 25th in red zone defense. You compare that to the Bears, which are, they're just not great. 
They're, they're bad to average either offense or defense or 27th offense. Only scored 17 out of 32 times in the red zone this year. The Bears are, are defense. They're not too bad, but I, I like I'm going to give the I'm going to give the Scooby snack for the red zone to the Vikings. I have the Vikings as getting my Scooby snack also because of one thing. I think the only advantage in the red zone the Bears are going to have is Justin Fields running his legs, his mobility down in the red zone could present a problem and probably will present somewhat of a problem. Mm-hmm. But if you look at all the other weapons, Cook, Conklin, JJ, and I think I'm hearing Thielen's going to play. The Vikings just outnumber them in terms of in terms of weapons they have. Come on, dude. Who are you going to trust more? Cole Kometter or whatever his name is or Conklin? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That's a good point. That's that's why that's one of the reasons I gave it to the Vikings as well. Vikings get my check mark for the red zone and a they big get, Scooby snack. They get your Scooby snack, pal. Yeah, I'm the, sorry. Get with the program. I am I'm dropping the ball. <laughs> I'm doing the Cole Komet on that, aren't I? Because life is just a fantasy. You're doing the Troy Williamson on that one, buddy. Special teams, Drewster, what do you got? Bears got the first punt return in the NFL for a touchdown last week. 97 yards. I was shocked to hear that's the first one. Yeah. Week 14 to get one? Yeah. I am giving the Vikings. I'm going to make this short and sweet. The Vikings are getting my Scooby stack because you know why? Why? You ready for a spicy hot take? I want you to play this back. Maybe Toots can even play it back for the live show. Wang Chung in Wang Wu will get his third kickoff return for a touchdown Monday night football. Look at my eyes, people. Book it. He's going to take it to the house for his third TD. Okay. That's why, they get, that's why they're getting my check mark because of that play, and it's going to happen. I really kind of struggled with this one, believe it or not. You mentioned because it's outside, you got the Soldier Field wind and the and the natural grass and the Bears, you know, their kicker, Carlos Santos, is used to kicking in those elements. And Greg Joseph missed extra point and a gimme, kind of a gimme field goal. Overall, though, when you when you add in the the kickoff coverage units, the punting with Jordan Berry, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the Scooby Snack to the Vikings special teams, but it's not by a whole lot there. All right, coaching. <laughs> two guys on the hot seat. Two guys that very well may not be in uh, in their respective jobs next year. Both gone, Ted. Yeah, I think they're both going to go. Matt Nagy just looks like he has no idea what to do with Justin Fields, which is kind of surprising because he's a guy that probably got more out of Mitchell Trubisky than a lot of folks would have. He get he got to the playoffs with Trubisky, and it just seems like he he's not using Fields like like he should be being used. It feels like he's trying to do the, you know, square peg in the round hole kind of thing with Fields, which just seems weird to me. And then you got Mike Zimmer and, and the shortcomings. We've talked about Mike Zimmer for the last couple of years. Fully on display again Thursday night against the Steelers. I'm going to give this, really, believe it or not, although the Vikings have a better record, I'm going to give this to Matt Nagy, and I'm going to give it for one reason and one reason only. One in five. That is Mike Zimmer's record against Matt Nagy against the Mitchell Trubisky, Matt Nagy, Chicago Bears with not even Mitchell Trubisky, uh, but but who's that backup that that absolutely punked the Vikings in 2018 or 2019? Chase Daniel. <laughs> the Chase Daniel. The Minnesota Vikings have struggled against these Chicago Bears the last three years. So I'm giving, for whatever reason, Nagy has Mike Zimmer's number. He always seems to be a step ahead of Mike Zimmer and what he wants to do. And so I'm, I'm, giving, the, I'm giving the Scooby Snack. To Matt Nagy. I don't even need my notes. Those are my notes exactly, my friend. You are reading my notes, amigo. Or I am reading your mind, or however that happens. Those meddling kids got caught <laughs> driving around in that mystery machine. 
Maggie's five and one. He's out coached Zimmer just about every time they played. I think he reaches into the bag and does a little bit more uh, preparation than Zimmer does. Both of these coaches are going to get fired at the end of the year, and two of their four games are against each other. So let them play it out. But the Scooby snack for me has to go to Nagy just based on what he's done against Zimmer. You said it it exactly right, dude. I can't add to anything more to that. What do you got for intangibles? Intangibles! Intangibles! Good intangibles, Scooby. What you got to be looking at, Daphne, is – you got to look at the turnovers, man. Vikings plus five and the Bears are minus 11. Yeah. That hits you in the face like a wet towel, bro. And it's Soldier Field on a Monday night. How many of these have we been through, Glover? Come on, oh, man. God. A lot of the Bears-Viking games over the years are on Monday night. And if you want to play at Soldier Field, you want it at a morning start where nobody's watching. Those are the ones the Vikings win. When it's mm-hmm. under the lights in prime time, man, it's a lot bigger disadvantage. And that lines up as a big intangible. I wish this game was just on Sunday, like 10 o'clock my time. I really do. And the quarterback mobility is my third intangible. Check mark to the Bears. I think they're getting the intangibles. I'm giving the Bears a Scooby snack here, too. I forgot to say Scooby snack. I'm... You know, one of the reasons I picked Scooby-Doo, or I suggested Scooby-Doo. Why is that, Ted? Is, is because Mike Zimmer could call these guys and tell them Soldier Field is haunted. Be- because... <laughs> It just is, man. Just there. It's like this. It's this haunted house of horrors for the Vikings. It just is. And like at the end of every Scooby Doo episode, you know, they they pull the mask off the ghost or the vampire, and it's like it's like somebody that was trying to scare them away because they wanted to sell it. I'd have gotten away because they wanted to sell the property, and I'd have gotten away with it. It's one for you, meddling kids. (laughs) Only there's no meddling kids. It really is haunted. It's outside. It's on natural grass. It's in prime time. I don't think Kirk had a very good game on Thursday night in prime time. I, I expect it to be even worse on the road. It's probably going to be a 35 mile an hour crosswind. I just, man, every possible intent, Matt Nagy's five and one against Zimmer. Every possible intangible you can think of, other than the Vikings are a better team on paper, I give to the Bears. They get like a whole box of Scooby snacks on this one. And right. all I'm going is, Row, row, raggy, because it's going to be weird. It, weird things are going to happen. And, like, at halfway through the third quarter, you're going to find Scooby and Shaggy at the snack bar, and they're going to get, like, a big old hoagie sandwich because Shaggy's going to need to smoke an entire bowl to get through this game. Where do they get all that food from, Ted? They always have those big-ass submarine sandwiches. Yeah, every intangible I give I give to the Bears, and they get the Scooby snack. <laughs> what do you got for Jumo, man? It's haunted. That's what I got in Jumo. It that is. Soldier Field. The games are always 21 to 16, 19 to 13, 14 to 9, 15 to 12. Always. They're always like that. Always. And we got two teams that can't stop the run. Two teams that pass pretty well. The Vikings are third in offense, dude. Third overall in the NFL. There's only two teams with a better offense. And the Vikings will have 12 points in the fourth quarter. I guarantee that's what always happens when we go play in that place on Monday Night Football. It's always a low-scoring game. I don't, and There's no reason for me to think this is going to be any different. Last year, we held the Bears to 10 first downs. Completely dominated the Bears last year. Dominated them. They had 10 first downs. I think they had 120 yards of offense in the game. And we won 19-13. to 13. There you go. Yeah. I'm worried about Kirk Cousins coming off that bad game. That was old Kirk, old, old Kirk with those interceptions in the fourth quarter. I'm worried about that. 
I'm worried about Justin Fields' running ability and playmaking ability. I'm very worried about that. I think if the Vikings can keep Fields somewhat contained and limit his big plays, he's going to get some runs. The Vikings have to contain Fields, take advantage of their huge red zone factor, and stop the mystery machine haunted plays because they're going to happen. I'm going to put my game vote in for the Kool-Aid vote with you. I have no idea how to pick this game. All right. I'm going to move the center of the screen here. I'm going to grab my cup, and it's time to get with the right Reverend Jones, kid. I think Freddie and Daphne and the gang are parked at Soldier Field right now because they've been <laughs> called by Mike Zimmer. And he said, look, this place is haunted. I can't win here. I need to get a win. And they're going to go through, and, and there's not going to be, you know, they're not going to pull, pull the mask off at the end. It's going to be Matt Nagy would have said, and it would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Because they get away with it at Soldier Field. It really is haunted. I, I firmly believe that, man. I just, that place is just weird. I think it's going to be close going into the fourth quarter. Okay. And it's going to come down to one weird play. It's going to be a weird, like, bobbled punt return fumble or a <laughs> kickoff that goes through somebody's legs. It becomes a safety and they have to, I don't know. Until I take a drink from my purple Kool-Aid here, I don't know what's going to happen. So let's see. Let's see what we got here. We're on pins and needles here, Ted. Oh, no. Oh, Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? Roll, roll, Raggy. Oh, no. Oh, God. Now, if it's any consolation, my picks this year have been terrible. They've been, ter- they've been as terrible as the Jim Jones Guyana Kool-Aid. So I don't know. Weirdness is going to happen. I think Fields is going to make a big, huge play in the fourth quarter, like a busted run, or or he's going to get out of like being sacked by four different guys on one play and just heave up a Hail Mary pass 50 yards. And Allen Robinson is going to come down with it at 10. They're going to kick a field goal and win the game. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a weird game. Vikings, Bears at Soldier Field, especially in primetime, they are always weird games. So just expect a weird game. All right, we'll take a quick break and we will come back and we will wrap the show up with some trivia. That's the place. Turn left. Like now. Wow. (laughs) That was quite an entrance. Can I help at all? I sure hope so. We heard you give rewards to some of your customers. And now seemed like the perfect time to pop by. Right, Scoob? Yeah, Raggy. That's right. As a reward current account customer, you can get money back from the types of places you like to shop. And eat. Eat? Yum! In fact, I know exactly where you should go. Boy, he was right, Scoob. Man, that was delicious. Oh, thanks. Raggy? Yikes! Run, Scoob! (laughs) Goodbye. Nice work, guys. Scooby Dooby Doo. (laughs) Where are you? We got some work. Nope. 
All right, welcome to Tunes' Trivia. How are you guys doing? Good, Tunes. How are you? Good, Drew. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Tunes. All right, today's categories. Cheapers! <laughs> I was just going to ask what we got in store for trivia. <laughs> okay, what we have in store for trivia. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Doppelganger and Picture Perfect, and I will describe those categories when we get to them. All right, let's start with Scooby-Doo. Who provided the voice of Shaggy from 69 to 97? Casey Kasem. That is correct. He's a vegan now, remember. He, he's also dead. <laughs> Do we get extra credit for that? <laughs> All right, for 200, what color is Fred's ascot? Orange, I believe, isn't it? It is orange. That is correct. Good job. Damn! All right, 300. What is the name of the van that the gang drives? The Mystery Machine. That is correct. Good job. Three for three. I had a feeling you guys are going to do really good on this one. Because we're both 12 years old mentally? Yes. What breed is Scooby? He's a Great Dane. Good job. Yes. <laughs> Scooby doo doo <laughs> All right. Time to sweep the category. What is Fred's full name? Robo Raggy. Oh. Freddie Prince? No, that's who played Freddie in the movie, though. The only guess I got, though. He did. Freddie Prince Jr. I don't I don't know. It is Frederick Herman Jones. Of course it is, Ted. Yeah. That was a difficult question. Four out of five, though. That's not bad. That was really good. All right. Let's move on to Doppelganger. This category is all quarterbacks from the Chicago Bears. You have to name the quarterback and the doppelganger. All right, for 100, here we go. Name the quarterback and the doppelganger. <laughs> Sandy Dalton, uh, and that is from... Untouchables? What? Detouchables? Yeah, Detouchables. Uh, the Untouchables. Um, the, the Incredibles. It's from The Incredibles, right? That's good enough. His name is Syndrome. It looks like Ted Glover in the 80s. That's what Ted Glover looked like in the 80s. But I used to have a hair that red. I did. All right, ready? 200. Name the quarterback <laughs> and the doppelganger. Okay, the guy on the right is Uncle Rico. Uh, the guy on the left went to Purdue. Kyle Orton, that's who that is. Good job, Ted. <laughs> oh, my God. Ted Glover, you are the machine, Ted Glover, the mystery machine. All right, for 300. I could throw that football over the mountain. I swear to God, I could. <laughs> Name the quarterback and doppelganger. That's that's uh, Mike Glennon on the yeah. left and Doug Funny. That's on the Doug. Right. Yeah, that's Doug. <laughs> Doug Funny. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> oh my God, I love trivia so much, dude. Oh, Good job. Geez. All right, here we go. Four hundred. <laughs> Name the QB and his doppelganger. That's uh, oh, Cutler. That's, uh, Cutler. Cutler is correct. I don't know the guy on the right, Ted. You're going to have to help me out. Is he a country western singer? Yes, he is. John Michael Henderson. I don't know. Wait, Brad Payne or something. I'll say Payne. Or, I don't know. No, he's like a, a more recent guy. And I, Say your name, Ted. Say something better than nothing. Uh, Joe Diffie. <laughs> Luke Bryan. Doggone it, I knew that. All right. 500. Name the quarterback and his doppelganger. I'll give you a hint. The guy on the right is the quarterback, and the guy on the left is the doppelganger. Barkley. Matt Barkley. That's it. Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley, and on the left, it's uh, Mike. Is that Mike Trout for the Angels? Mike Trout. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> oh my God. 
I think we've only missed one or two so far to these two categories. That's good. Yeah, you only missed one in each of those, so you're doing good. Okay, now over to Picture Perfect. Name the player. Justin Fields. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> All right, for 200. Name the player. Mason Cole. <laughs> that yeah, is correct. Good, good job. job, Drew. Good yeah. job. All right, for 300. Name the player. Alec. Alec, Alec Ogletree. Good wow. job, Ted. Holy cow. <laughs> I had no guess on that, man. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. For 400, name the player. Michael Pierce. Yeah. Good job, Ted. <laughs> All right. Last one for 500. Name the player. Cairo Santos. Cairo Santos. That was awesome. Well done, Drewster. All right. Thank you guys for playing. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Tootsies. So that'll about do it for episode 45. Good to be back in studio with you, Drew, after we did the, we did the live watch party. We're going to do one more. We'll figure out when, and, and we'll let everybody know, but we're going to do that one more time this year. Thanks, Tootses. We, you know, we, we can't say enough good things about all the editing you do for us every week. Thanks, Drewster, for, for your uh, you, you understanding my stupid sense of humor and going along with it. I appreciate it. Thank you to everybody that watches. I mean, we're closing in on 6,000 subscriptions now. I can't believe that. Please keep sending us your questions. If we don't get to it, you know, the, the episode, right when you send us the question, we're, we're keeping them. We're not getting rid of them. We're going to answer them at some point, and we'll let you know when we do that. Just keep watching, and we got uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up, even though it's the end of the season. We may have a couple playoff episodes. If not, we've got yeah. a full-off season of stuff. We're going we're gonna to keep coming with the contests and the games and everything else. So I really like what, what we're doing with the show and where it's going. And, and for now, Drew, why don't you take us home? Thank you, Ted. Thank you for another masterful job of hosting. Tunes behind the scenes, making all this happen. Thank you for everybody who showed up to our live show during that Steelers game. Exciting game, wasn't it? We had a lot of people show up. Great comments that kept us laughing right through the whole thing because that's what our listeners do. We thank you for viewing. Hey, get your votes in this week for fantasy football. That contest, two great prizes, but time is running out. You only have four more weeks to, to make up ground. So remember to get your votes in. And we will be around Monday night after the game. We're going to do our live Vikings report rewind after the game Monday night. Win, lose, or tie, we'll be here. We'll give you a, a full, complete breakdown of the game, and, and we'll go from there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We will see you Monday night after we beat the Bears in Soldier Field. And we stop it. We find out. We, we crack the case with those meddling kids. Good job, <laughs> dudes. Good idea doing Scooby-Doo tonight, Ted. I really appreciate it. Brought back a lot of memories. So long. Have a good time. Say goodnight, Ted. Goodnight, Ted. One day, me and Scoob in the game were sitting around the mall shop when we decided the law has gone soft and all the dirtbags who get their jollies dressing up as hitmen are going deep-sea dive.